You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church Westwood in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to the Gospel of Luke and the book of Philippians. The Gospel of Luke chapter 17 book of Philippians chapter 3. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you for your grace. And you find Luke, if you don't mind, standing in the presence of the Lord. The gospel of Luke chapter 17, verse 32. Let's, and then Philippians. Let's look at the Philippians passage first. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And then we will go to Luke 17, verse 32. Philippians 3 says... I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now quickly, if you can go over to the Gospel of Luke chapter 17 and verse 32. Help me say it. One, two, ready, read. Remember Lot's wife. Amen. Did you find somebody and say, neighbor, stop looking back. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody felt that this morning. Church, as we stand at the threshold of a new year, we gather here today not only to bid farewell to the year that has been, but also to welcome with new hearts the year that will be. Today I want to share a message that's rooted in these passages of Scripture, a message about moving forward, about faith, and about the grace of God that leads us into the future. Our reflection today is centered around two powerful passages of Scripture. You just read there in Luke chapter 17 and verse 32, where Jesus reminds us to remember Lot's wife. And then over there in the book of Philippians, where the apostle Paul eloquently speaks of moving beyond the past and straining towards what is ahead. 
He called it pressing towards the goal of the upward prize that's found in God in Christ Jesus. I'm amazed by this word from Christ in the Gospel of Luke chapter 17 because Jesus is helping us to know something very importantly. He's helping us uh, by referring us to a story of Lot's wife who while fleeing from the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah God told them to not look back and she looked back and you know the story she became a pillar of salt. Have you ever asked yourself the question why did she look back? Was it nostalgia? Did she have some sentimental longing for the past? My question here today for us is, are we stuck, are you stuck in a sentimental state of longing for something that has phased out? Hello, somebody. Lot's wife looked back at a city that was being divinely judged for its wickedness. And her looking back can be seen as a metaphor for holding on to something that God has called us to leave behind. And church, God has called each of us to leave some things behind. Hello, somebody. Why did she look back? Was it because of fear? Was she so afraid of her future in God uh, that she would rather stay focused on what used to be instead of what is about to be? I need to help somebody real quickly today. Don't spend all of your time focused on what used to be. Look to God because there's something that is about to be. Give God praise right there. Give him glory. This is a word for us today. Let us not be focused on what's behind so much until we forget that God is a moving God and he has something in front of us. God has something for you that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And in the context of Jesus' teaching, this symbolizes the danger of half-hearted commitment being gripped by fear. But God wants us to fully commit by faith to his plan that is right in front of us. Why did she look back? Was it because of disbelief? Did she lack faith for the future? This reference to Lot's wife serves as an exhortation to prioritize spiritual readiness and faith in God. And church, as we move forward into this new year, let us be committed to feed our faith and starve our doubts. I said, let us be committed to feed our faith and starve our doubts. God has spoken some things to you and you're doubting God. I want you to lift your hands and say, God, I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know through who. But God, I believe that you're able to do anything but fail. And I'm not going to look back in doubt and unbelief. But I'm lifting my hands in faith 
towards God. When Jesus said, remember Lot's wife, he's calling us to faithfully endure and to remain steadfast in our faith. To, to remain steadfast means that we won't turn back to our old ways even in times of trial and tribulation. Whatever motivated her to look back, we do know that her backward glance was more than a mere physical act. It represented a reluctance to fully leave behind what God has declared was no longer for her. And I believe that needs to settle on somebody's spirit, all of our spirits today, that there are things that are no longer for you, and you won't let them go. But in the name of Jesus, help me say, in the name of Jesus, come on, use your outside voice, say, in the name of Jesus, I'm letting it go. Now give God praise right now. Give him glory. Give him glory and honor. Hallelujah. And then we have this passage here in the Philippians where the Apostle Paul picks up the story and he's declaring in Philippians 3, 13 and 14 that we ought to forget the things that are behind and strain forward towards what is ahead. And certainly the Apostle Paul is not advising us to forget the past in a literal sense because the Apostle didn't forget his own past. If you read the passage, he takes us back into his own life. In church, we should not forget all of those things and all of those wonderful things. People who have gone before us, and even as we come to this end of the year, last day of the year, we ought to thank God for those who have gone before us. This has been a rough year for so many who have lost loved ones just this year, and we should never forget the ways that we have been impacted and molded by those who have gone home to see the Lord before us. Can we stop right now and give God praise for those who have gone on before us? Come on, give God your best praise. You have a loved one, you have somebody who's not here with you, and we should never forget who they are and what they mean to any of us. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that we ought to forget everything because the past and those experiences have helped to mold us. What did he mean when he says forgetting the past? What, did he, what is he saying? When, what am I saying when I say letting the past go? If you consider both of these texts, they're teaching us that our past is meant to help us, not to hold us. Hello, somebody. We must learn to move beyond our past and not allow it to hold us hostage. In other words, there are things that all of us need to let go. What do we need to let go? Church, we need to let go of past sins. Amen, somebody. You know I'm coming for you this last day of the year now. We need to let go of this, the past sins. The writer of the text refers us back to life without Christ, his life without Christ, which is a way of referring us back to a life of sin. The passage is not saying to completely forget our past mistakes and lose sight of how far Christ has brought us. And I want to stop right now and say, Lord, I thank you that you brought me from a mighty long way. And sometimes people like to itemize all the stuff they used to do. We don't want to know all the details of all the stuff we used to do. Just stand and say, Lord, you brought me from a mighty long way. Uh, can you help me spread a message this morning and find a neighbor and say, you may not understand it right now. 
and I may not look like it, but God has brought me from a mighty long way. The me that you see is not the me that I used to be. Hallelujah. God has brought me from a mighty... Do I have a witness here that can look back and say, God has brought me from a mighty long way. If you knew my full story, you wouldn't believe it. But I thank God here today that he looked past my faults. Hallelujah. So my need. So we got to learn to let go of past sins. Because once we repented, re repented and received Christ cleansing we can release sins and say with God that he although my sins may be scarlet he has made them white as snow he has given me a clean slate not only should we get past our own sins but we got to get past other people's sins and sometimes we have a magnifying glass looking at everybody else but sometimes we just need to let that go and understand that all of us are in need of God's grace and mercy and blood and each of us falls short of his glory and every day we need his mercy his blood and his forgiveness and sometimes we live life walking around with the chains of what we used to do and we're not worthy and God can't use us I want you to know that when you give it to God your past does not disqualify you from God's grace. Let it go now because God has something better for your future. He can give you another shot. Hallelujah. He can give you another shot. If anybody knows anything about sports and basketball, for example, you know you're going to miss some shots. How many of you know you're going to miss some shots in basketball? And what if you take a shot and miss a shot and you just feel like, well, since I missed that shot, I'm not shooting again. And you can, you can mess up your whole game by focusing on a shot that you missed. And I'm here to tell somebody here today, don't mess up what God has in front of you because you can't let go of what you did behind you. Give it to God and move forward by grace. Give God praise, church. Help me give God glory here. We got to let go of past sins. We also have to let go of destructive attitudes and habits. We need to make some attitude adjustments right now before we move into the new year. Fix our attitudes. That means that you have to stop walking around like everybody's getting on your nerves. I mean, you mad at every, every you mad at us all. We can't ask you a question. You just upset all the time. Everybody's getting on your nerves. The truth of the matter is, maybe it's that one in the mirror that's getting on your nerves. Hello, somebody. You're really mad at you, but you're projecting it on us. We have to, we have to let God give us an attitude adjustment. Amen. That means stop being so mean. Stop being vindictive here's a good one stop lying so much oh the door to church is open y'all don't y'all y'all got your brakes on me today stop lying so much find a neighbor and tell a neighbor stop lying so much y'all scared to say it you're scared to say it find another neighbor and say just tell the truth Tell them, in the new year, be honest. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. Let God break off those bad habits.
in Jesus' name. I mean, God, God wants us, he wants us to stop being so rude and acting like people are supposed to be nice to us instead of having a grateful attitude that whenever somebody is nice to us, it's not because we are entitled to it, but it's because of God's grace. And we have to have a grateful attitude in spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. We don't, you don't have to always keep it real. I'm just trying to keep it real. Well, sometimes you need to keep it quiet. Amen, somebody. Have you ever found yourself just, just about to say something and you didn't and you said, Lord, I thank you that I didn't say it. <laughs> Had a problem with internet company years ago. And I had registered this problem several times. Still didn't fix it. Kept getting put on hold and called back and this and that and all. And finally I called another time and I was getting the same treatment. Hold on, put you on hold. We had somebody else, you know, I had to call a technician and all this stuff. And at this point I had taken my clergy collar off y'all. <laughs> and I was to say, I'm gonna have to straighten this out. The lady said, is this Reverend Watkins on the phone? <laughs> said, Lord, I thank you that instead of keeping it real, I kept it quiet. Help me find somebody and say, sometimes it's better to not say a word. Amen. Give God praise now. Give God glory. Give him honor. Hallelujah. Destructive attitudes, we have to let them go. All ages, all ages. I don't know why I'm standing on this point. I say, well, you know, when you get a certain age, you can say what you want. Well, you might want to check on that. You can't say what you want all the time, no matter your age. Amen? Young people, check your attitude. I always say, you know, when you turn 13, they ought to make uh, it legal for 13-year-olds to run for president. Because it is at that age range where you really know everything. So since you know it all, you might as well run for president. Amen, somebody. Young people have to check their attitude. All of us have to say, God, help me to be what you want me to be. That means that as we stand and look into 2024, we're saying, God, help me with my personal spiritual development and growth. Amen. Give him praise again, church. Hallelujah. You know what else we have to let go? We have to let go of past hurts. Remembering here in the passage, remembering his past caused him to remember who he hurt. I know I'm right about it because he brings up what he used to do to the church. Not only that, but he remembered who hurt him. He could not just sit back and play victim he couldn't just say they hurt me but he understands that he hurt somebody as well because the truth of the matter is the apostolic writer of the text he persecuted the church he even instigated a deacon to get stoned to death for his message of Jesus Christ not only that 
But the great apostle Paul, before he met Christ, he hauled off as many people as he could to die for believing in Christ Jesus. He hurt a lot of people. And then he was also hurt by a lot of people. I know I'm right about it because if you look at 2 Corinthians and 2 Timothy, you'll read how he was stoned, how he was forsaken, and all of these things. The truth of the matter is he had to deal with his share of personal hurt, and he also had to deal with the many ways that he hurted others, that he hurt others. In church, we tend to focus on what others did to us. And we excuse ourselves from the place of understanding that we have done some things to hurt others. Hello, somebody. But regardless of it all, we hear him saying, I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. And I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Because if we allow past hurts to hold us hostage, then we are being controlled by the source of that pain, whether it's a person or a situation. But letting it go and giving it to God is the first step towards healing in Jesus' name. And I declare in the name of our risen Savior that this is your season of healing from past hurts. This is your time of healing from what others did to you. This is your time that the deep wounds of your soul will be healed by the grace of God because somebody said something, did something to you, and I know it was painful, it was hurtful, but this is your season of healing. That means when you look back and think about it, you won't ball your fist up. When you look back and think about it, your soul won't hurt anymore. When you think about it and look back and think about it, you'll say, God, it hurt me. But I thank you that you're healing me right now. Oh, come on, somebody give God praise. This is your healing season. The Lord is, lift, just lift your hands. Everybody lift your hands. Father, I thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. There's so much pain now in this room. Lord, I thank you that this is the beginning of a season of healing. Where you're healing our hearts, healing our souls, healing our minds, healing our relationships, healing our business. Lord, I thank you for your healing now in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, give God your best praise right now. Give him glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing, Lord. Thank you for your healing. We got to let go, stop looking back, and then lastly, we got to press forward. Press forward means that as we move into 2024, we have to be determined. This year is a year that will require you to press forward. And here in the text, the word press has the idea of straining to reach something. And I know we love things to be easy, but as we move into this year, I want to help us to understand that we'll have to strain for some things this year. But don't be discouraged because of the strain. Because if you keep on pressing, God has a blessing with your name on it. This means that we have to be determined. We have to have a relentless focus on the promises of God. We must have a determination to walk in the things of God. We must be about 
absolute about our convictions, our commitments in our faith. We have to refuse to allow the enemy to steal our joy. That means that every time we turn around, we may have a battle, a fight, or something to deal with. But keep on pressing and keep on straining. And God has victory with your name on it. Is there anybody here that knows that when you press and when you strain and when you reach out to God, God has a way of giving us the victory. Hallelujah. Pressing means that we must have a relentless faith. Hallelujah. Faith can move mountains. Faith can make a way out of no way. Faith will let you see your way through. Faith will help you to trust God even when it appears that the Lord won't show up. Faith will let you trust God and know that he can make a way even when it seems to be no way. This is a year that we must press forward and hold on to our faith, knowing that we serve a God who can step in at any time and turn it around. We got to have relentless faith. Because the truth of the matter is, church, as we look back over this year, 2023, we have come this far by faith. Do I have a witness here? I said, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. We've come this far because we've kept our hands in God's hands. We've made it this far because we have trusted that the Lord will make a way out of no way. We've come this far not because of the doctor we know that the Lord is our healer. We've come this far, not because of our jobs and our paychecks, but because we know that the Lord is a provider. We have come this far by faith and the Lord will lead us on. Give God praise here now. Give God the glory. If you know that faith, we'll see you through. And then lastly, church, and I'm, I'm closing here. Because as we move into this new year, we have to press forward and focus on Christ. And I give God glory for that because if you look at the text, the text says that we need to stretch forward and press forward for the high prize of God that we find in Christ Jesus. Helping us to understand that as we move forward in 2024, we have to keep our focus on the Lord. And I'm happy to focus on the Lord because he's been good to me. I said he's been better to me than I've been to myself. And when I focus on God, I have to focus on his goodness and his mercy. I have to give him praise because of what he's done in my life. And I want you to know, church, that no matter what we face moving forward, as long as we keep our focus on Christ, we know that the same one that has brought us this far is the same one that will lead us on. We have to keep our focus on Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I refuse to allow anything to hinder my faith and I refuse to allow anything to hinder me. I declare that I'm going to keep my focus on Jesus Christ and keep my hand in his hand. I'm going to look to him because I know who he is. Do you know who he is today? He's a way maker. Oh, come on, give him praise. He's a way maker. I know who he is. He's a hard fixer. 
If he's fixed your heart, give him glory. He's a bridge over troubled water. Hallelujah. He's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. He's the bright and shining star. And I got to focus on who he is. And as long as we focus on who he is and understanding what he has done, he died on that cross, but he didn't stay dead. He got up with all power in his hand. Help me give God praise, church. I said he got up with all power in his hand. And if we keep our focus on him, everything will be all right. Amen. Stop looking back. Let's press forward. Keeping our focus on Jesus. And the Lord will take care of us. Give God praise, church. Give him glory. Hallelujah. You've received a little piece of paper when you walked in. How many of you received that little piece of paper from our greeters? Some of you have, some of you may not have. I want you to, I want you to make sure you write down a few things there. We're about to move into a time of prayer before we extend the invitation. Make sure you write down a few things that you want to let go and release in 2023. Then I want you to jot down a few things that you are believing God for as we prepare to move into 2024. And we'll have a time this morning before we leave where we'll leave those things at the altar. Put it in God's hand and let him take care of it. I want us now to prepare our hearts for prayer as is our custom over the years. New Year's Eve. This is a time for families to pray together. Friends, church members to pray together. I know we're still practicing safety and caution, but I want you to find a family member or friend. And if you can, join together. If you want to kneel where you are on your pew or come to the altar. I want you to come knowing that as we move into this new year, we have to pray as a family. If you are a parent, find your children. Pray with them. Husband and wives, family members, let's prepare our hearts to pray. Talk to God as we get ready to cross over into this new year. Thank you, Jesus. It means we have to stand. You may have to stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. And some may come to the altar and kneel before God. Some may kneel and stay right there in the pew. But this is a time of personal prayer, commitment, dedication to the Lord. Taking just a few moments to seek the face of God. You don't have to... Some are coming to the altar. Some may remain at your seat. Grab your family member and friends. Pray for your children. If you have no family member or friends here, that's fine. You'll find a, a partner to pray. The Holy Spirit is here.
Maybe there's some things that you're letting go this year. There's some freedom and deliverance that you're trusting God for. Pray for one another. Fathers and mothers. Thank you, Jesus.
I started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far. Come on, let's say it again. I don't feel no ways tied. I don't. I don't feel no ways tied. Come too far. From where I started from. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.